You better get ready. The coffee's poured and the on-air signs flashing. Broadcasting live and local. This is Lee Faulkner on 864 Triple M. G'day, this is Lee Faulkner and welcome to the podcast edition of the show. Coming up, uh, we had a robust discussion at the cafe about Scrabble, uh, wanting uh, 400 words to be removed from their official Scrabble games. So we uh, also have a high tea edition of Friday Foodies and a bit of a laugh with You Can't Be Serious. And as well as that, it is the segment that we know you all love as we talk rugby league, thanks to Bottle Mart in the Smelly Boot. Well, it is a big thanks to Bottle Mart. Uh, at least one member of the Smelly Boot has, uh, I think, perhaps partaken a little bit too much in the uh, sponsor's product and isn't with us this morning. But uh, Paul Solidrini, K&R Plumbing Suppliers in the Western uh, uh, Clydesdales, joins me. Good morning to you, mate. Yeah, good morning, Lee. How are you? Good morning, oh, everybody. Good, mate. Good. Obviously, uh, Gov, we're not sure exactly where he's ended up last night, but uh, perhaps a little bit of the sponsor's product. Yeah, he might have uh, had a few thinking about uh, the, the Dragons winning last week and yeah, still yes. celebrating a little bit too hard from the good products from Bottle Mart. Oh, what about that too? It was a, it was a cracker of a game. 12-10, good old-fashioned scoreline there last week over the Canberra Raiders and, uh, of course, putting the mock on the poor old butcher. So uh, I think maybe that might be a part of it too. I, I haven't I haven't uh, investigated the butcher yet as to whether or not he's got anything to do with Gov missing, but that may be part of it too. <laughs> and then a good old-fashioned Ricky Stewart blow-up. Happy days. <laughs> Happy league's all in the right place. Yeah, got to love it. State of origin too, just around the corner. We'll get to that in a moment. Uh but, of course, we've got three games to talk about uh, after last night's big clash between the Storm and the Sharks. So let's get into uh, the rest of the round. Uh, McDonald uh, Jones Stadium, 5-8 to eight tonight. It's the Knights and the Rabbits. Now, obviously, uh, both sides uh, have been a bit up and down this year. The Rabbits, too good for a, a lacklustre Parramatta Eels. I don't know what was going on there. But, uh, anyway, the Newcastle Knights without Ponga, I can't see them having much of a chance there. What are your thoughts? Yeah, Ponga and Gagai out, uh, both at origin representation. But the Rabbitohs have got a few out too as yeah. well. So with uh, Murray and uh, Cook and one of the others out there all playing for uh, New South Wales. So look, I still look at the Rabbitohs lineup. Latrell Mitchell's back. He was awesome last week. Hopefully he'll continue on. So I reckon the Rabbitohs, too good over the hapless nights. Yeah, I'm with you. And uh, we're, we're putting the uh, the weight of the Smelly Boot curse on them because Gov tells me that's who he wants uh, to be on as well. Uh, the Parramatta Reels, despite their dismal performance last week, go into this one as roaring favourites over the West Tigers. It's at one of their beloved grounds, uh, Leichhardt Oval, 7.30 on uh, tomorrow night. Uh, can the Eels bounce back? Obviously, they're going to be missing a few players uh, with uh, origin. Uh, and we've also got a couple of injuries there with, uh, you know, Ray Stone gone, Hayes Dunster gone, and uh, Panisi out for a couple of rounds. How do you see it going? Yeah, I'm, I'm still going to go at the Eels because I'm solid, you know that. Oh, of That's course. That's why you call me oh, that. Oh, never any doubt. Yeah, so look, the West Tigers, they're in uh, they're in all sorts now. They've got Adam Dewey sending messages to the coach saying, if I'm not playing 5-8, I want you to pick me in New South Wales Cup. So another superstar wanting to be the coach as well. And not all about the team, it's all about him. So when you've got that sort of stuff happening, I think there's some dramas. But I see he's going to take his place in the centres, but I bet you he'll be 5-8 partway through the game. So I'll go with the Eels. West Tigers are in all sorts of trouble. All right, Gov is uh, putting the weight of the smelly boot because he knows that I'm solid number two and 
I was always going to be on the Eels as well. So he we also... We always change Govs to West Tigers. <laughs> well, that's right. I, I look, they're going to be, you know, I mean, as you say, there's a lot going on behind the scenes, but then they've walked into the ambush that is, you know, the first home game in three years uh, to the uh, the Warriors. I would have hated to be any team facing that. Uh, you were always going to be in a bit of trouble there. And then to have to fly back from New Zealand and get preparations underway for this week with everything else going on. I can't see them coming within uh, a cooey of the Eels. And then to finish off the round officially on Sunday afternoon, 4 o'clock, Suncorp Stadium hosting the Brisbane Broncos uh, and the St George Illawarra Dragons. Now, obviously, Gov is going to stick with his beloved Red V. Uh, I'm leaning towards the Brisbane Broncos. What are your thoughts? Yeah, look, I'm going to go with Gov, actually. I know they've Ooh. got uh, Ben Hunt out. And he's been instrumental for him so far. Um, but the Broncos are going to be lucky to put a side on the paddock the way they've been talking with the amount of injuries they've got coming oh, through. Yeah. So they're really um, in a bad way at the moment, the Broncos. So, look, I think it'll still be a bit close, but I'm going to go with the Dragons with only the one out. I think I'll stick with them to get up over the Broncos and hopefully I've just crucified them for gold. Well, it may be the case. Uh, I was going to tip the Brisbane Broncos. Uh, home crowd, bookies favourite for this game. But I tell you what, I'm with you. And since he's not here, uh, <laughs> let's pile on and put the weight of the smelly boot curse on the Dragons uh, and see if we can knock them off their pedestal. All right. Uh, now, of course, we've got a couple more things to talk about. Uh, this weekend locally? Yeah, this weekend locally. Obviously, the uh, Wagner's Clydesdales, they head down to take on the top of the table Seagulls. So we're at bookends. We're, they're at the top. We're down at the bottom. It's going to be a very tough game on Saturday, 1 o'clock down at Cougarai Oval. But uh, hopefully the boys will uh, put in a good, solid effort. Um, and we'll we'll get some uh, bit better results coming through for the Western Clydesdale shortly. Uh, locally, we had the Matson Rasmussen final last week. What a fantastic yes. game there between uh, Gatton and Highfields! And congratulations to the Highfields Eagles taking out A grade and Reserve grade, and Gatton taking out the other two grades with the ladies and the under 19s Four very good games out there at uh, Valleys. Uh, home ground, so <clears throat> very good game. But look, the actions this weekend back here in Toowoomba. A couple of good games on Saturday. Brothers, they'll be looking to get get a couple of wins on the board, and they're going to be taking on Dolby at Brothers, and uh, Dolby are going along pretty well at the moment. Then on Sunday, what a good game. Souths and Highfields, last week's uh, Madsen Rasmussen uh, victory finalists. They'll be taking on Souths up at the Athletic Oval on Sunday, and Warwick and Pittsworth. That'll be another good game on Sunday as well. So plenty of local action here in the TOL. Sounds good to me. All right. On to State of Origin, game number three. Now, uh, I tell you what, it was a very different story. Game number two to game number one with New South Wales absolutely dominant, handing a bit of a thumping to the uh, Maroons. Uh, It's at Suncorp Stadium, though. Do you see them bouncing back from that and turning the tide? Yeah, this is typical Queensland. I think it... um, you see them when they get home, they, they stuck true to their side. Freddie didn't last week, and we were all sort of a bit amazed about some of his changes. I thought some of his selections in the first game probably weren't correct and uh, turned out to be that way, the way he used his bench. Yeah. But his uh, selections in the second game, they were hungry. They played very well, and um, Queensland were just so far off their game, it wasn't funny. Um, I don't know of anyone in the side who really stood up and took it to them. So you'll see a different Queensland, I think, and I think you'll be uh, getting your hair redder and redder than <laughs> it's ever been by the end of the week. So I think Suncorp, it's a real home for them. It's a spiritual home of um, origin as well. And back here in Queensland, they've got a little bit to, to, to 
make up for. So I reckon it'll be a cracking state of origin match, and I'm going with Queensland. Well, I just hope that both sides really turn up, because what you said uh, is exactly how I felt about New South Wales from Game 1. There wasn't any player across the field that really stood up and took it to Queensland. Uh, Queensland uh, pretty much dominated the whole night, and while the scoreline wasn't that big, uh, they certainly had the better of the of the game for the entire 80 minutes. And then the, the following game, of course, yes, Queensland just didn't seem to be there on the ground. So what we'd love to see is both sides uh, bringing their absolute best for a thriller. And uh, we'd love to see it go right down to the 80th minute. It'd be absolutely magnificent, whichever way Yeah, and we don't want to see anything about referees and decisions that were poorly made. It's just going to be a game of rugby league that we all sit back and go, what a fantastic match and the best Queensland side won. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Go the Blues. Uh, And thanks to Bottle Mart. That is the smelling boot. Paul Solid Rooney, thank you, my friend. Cheers, mate. You cannot be serious! Yes, I'm serious. And it was the announcement that brought to an end one of the most scandal-plagued chapters in UK political history. As 58-year-old Boris Johnson was forced to step down as the leader of the Conservative Party and the country following weeks of controversy. I know that there will be many people who are relieved. Perhaps quite a few who will also be disappointed. And I want you to know how sad I am to be giving up the best job in the world. The past two days alone have seen over 50 ministers, as well as a number of Johnson's cabinet, quit over issues to do with his leadership, making him about as popular as an interest rate rise. But one detail of Bojo's resignation has the internet alight, with some suggesting former Beatle Ringo Starr predicted the downfall and the peace and love it would bring to the UK almost to the minute. Johnson resigned not long after midday on the 7th of the 7th and it followed this video from the drummer in the days before. Ringo here, just to remind you one more time, on the 7th of the 7th, the 7th of July at noon, I just ask you to go peace and love. And here at You Can't Be Serious, we've uncovered further proof that the Beatles were giving us clues decades ago about this disastrous PM ship. While Bojo insisted the parties were not a distraction and he was working eight days a week, the public weren't so sure, but he pledged that he would get through it and that the British public should But after admitting... I read the news today, oh boy. Bojo was left asking for... Help! I need somebody! Help! And inevitably today was contemplating what once was. Yesterday All my troubles seemed so far away You cannot be serious! It's my favourite time of the week because we get to talk all things food. We do it with Kristen O'Brien from Dine Darling Downs. Good morning. Good morning, Lee. Happy Friday. Oh, what a great day. It is a great day. I'm still recovering from World Chocolate Day yesterday. We were tucking into that beautiful Matisto chocolate made here locally by Trevor and the team. And now you've got already another sweet idea on how we can indulge our taste buds in Toowoomba. Well, I do, and World Chocolate Day is one of my favourite days, so I have to admit I'm probably still recovering from that too. But but today I want to talk to you about high tea because we have discovered a cafe in Toowoomba, the Toowoomba Coffee House in Hume Street, where they have high tea available every single day. Whoa. So does that mean that you don't have to book? Well, 
You do, but in most cases, just by calling and checking in with them the day before, it's enough time for you and your friends to sit down to a very special high tea. And I'm talking with all of the mouth-watering, sweet and savoury towers, all, of course, with a relaxing cup of tea. Mm. Now, the best thing about the high tea concept, I think, is there are so many little tiny morsels to try, some savoury ones like sandwiches and mini quiches. Then you move on to the sweets, which can be a range of cheesecakes and biscuits and slices and pastries. And I mean, there's no better way to dine. It's like a, a, a morning and afternoon tea degustation. It's a buffet, yes, (laughs) Um, mini style. That's right. (laughs) Sorry, high tea. It's all about slowing down, enjoying some quality time, relaxing, and, of course, good company and food. High tea should never be rushed, Lee. Absolutely not. A a mousse-bouche, I think we'd call it in the foodie scene, uh, those little bites. Uh, But uh, probably something a lot of us would benefit from is is actually just slowing down, taking it easy, and enjoying those little morsels. Toowoomba Coffee House owner Luffy and his brother Michael... uh, uh, friendly, friendly hosts, true they hospitality are. professionals. Work very yeah. hard to ensure that your high tea experience is second to none. They sure do. There's such a positive atmosphere at the Toowoomba Coffee House. You feel it the minute you walk in the door. But one of the things I found out too recently is that there is free off-street parking, and that's at the Laguna Apartments, which, um, of course, it's in the same building there in Hume Street, Lee. Yeah, so no worries about parking. Treat yourself and your friends, maybe your mum, maybe your mate to a high tea. Uh, it doesn't have to be a special occasion, but it feels like it is. Well, that's right. Just do it, I say. Go and have high tea, something different to enjoy right here in Toowoomba. And for all that yummy high tea goodness, prices start from $33 a person at the Toowoomba Coffee House. Check out their Facebook page. And we're back next Friday too. Some more fabulous foodie ideas. In the meantime, you can find the food to suit your mood by visiting the Dine Darling Down's website and the dining guide or just follow along on their social media pages. And of course, every Friday here with uh, the uh, magnificent Kristen O'Brien as we talk all things food in Friday Foodies. And that's what we'll do next week. We certainly will. And next week, we're going to talk about some amazing food that we enjoyed at Club Toowoomba. So I'm looking forward to that. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to go and try. (laughs) That sounds like a lot of fun. We'll do that and we'll talk to you then. Thanks. Uh, In the studio this morning, uh, Councillor Nancy Summerfield, good morning to you. Good morning, Lee. Uh, Lovely to be on. Nice to have you back in the studio. Kirsten Tidings joins us as well. Good morning. Hello. Nice to have you back (laughs) with us as well. Okay. On the menu today, we're talking Scrabble. Uh, now, I've been a fan of Scrabble since I was a kid. My mum taught me to play Scrabble, and uh, and I taught my kids, and, and we still have a, a bit of fun whenever we get uh, the chance to play board games with Scrabble. Uh, internationally, though, it is big business, and uh, as far as the Scrabble community is concerned, well, they are turning their back on the original makers of the game because they've just wiped 400 words off the eligible words list, and the reason is because of political correctness. They're saying these words... Words no longer form a part of what we know as society. Now, the, the, the hardcore Scrabble players are saying, hang on, you can't just wipe out words because you don't like them. It doesn't mean that they don't exist. It doesn't mean, and in context, surely they are still words that can be used. Authors will still use these words when they're using them to describe things in books, or are we going to start vetting all books as well, in which case we may never have uh, the opportunity to read classics the way they were written, like mm. To Kill a Mockingbird, and others. So, are we are we at danger, uh, Kirsten, of becoming the generation that wipes out history because of our want to make sure everybody's happy? 
Yeah, it is It is an extreme move. I guess the one thing that I think of, Lee, is there is hope for this generation in a card game my kids introduced me to, which is called Cards Against Humanity. Oh, goodness, yes, I've played that. Yeah, and it's um, <laughs> it basically celebrates all those 400 words and probably more, oh, many more. of which ruined my Google search history for quite a while. <laughs> so I'm just going to throw that in there. I, and I just thought, oh, how nice, the kids want me to buy a card game. Here we, we can go. Do something as a family. This no. would be great. No. Absolutely. Yeah. I... Yeah. So, so I think there's hope if you, yeah, if you put it against that. Very much hope when you put it against that. I, is Scrabble, oh. Does Scrabble have it right, Nancy? I mean, you know, they're saying, look, you know, this, this, these words no longer reflect uh, the generations now. They no longer reflect where we are in society today. So we think it's time to remove those words. And is that just part of a progressive society? Or as I say, and as many Scrabble players are concerned about, uh, are we trying to whitewash history and pretend that these words never existed? Oh, look, Lee, it's just getting totally out of hand, all of this. You know, mm. where's it going to stop? You know, you, you think about the bomb site, the Bureau of Meteorology, they're manipulating yep. history with uh, changing temperatures from way back. You know, back at Burke in whatever year it was where 47 people died from the heat. Yes. And they're trying to say it wasn't that hot. And, mm. um, you know, where is it, all this nonsense going to stop and we be genuine people again who accept what has been? Mm. Sure, we can improve the future, but you don't wipe it out. Yes, and I think that is the exactly what the Scrabble players are saying is, well, if we can't use the words that we've used for you know generations as part of the game, then we don't want to know about the game anymore. And then if the international Scrabble community turns on it and it no longer exists in that vein, then we may not see the game continue on as we know it today. And I think that would be a real shame because, as I say, I've, I've taught the game to my kids. We've had a lot of fun playing it, and it really has helped them uh, to expand off of text messages and so forth where they're just all using three-letter words and, and emojis and things now that they actually have to think about words that might have more than one syllable. Uh, and and I think we're at real danger. And, and of course, we've seen it with movies. Uh, you know, we've seen different uh, streaming services editing the end of things like Gone with the Wind and so forth because, you know, we don't yeah. want to show those things anymore. Surely that's... I mean, we argued, didn't we argue all of this years ago when they tried to cover up the statue of David. And we said, well, no, no, yes, we are in a different time now, but, but that statue is what it is, and you can't take it around the world and put a little leaf over it. You've got to show it for what it is. It was obviously a very cold day there at that particular time when they were doing that scuffle, but... <laughs> nonetheless, I think that it, it, it needs, do we not need to see history uh, for what it is and then be able to explain context? Now, you mentioned to your, kid, your kids there Ooh. and you're playing Cards Against Humanity. You've probably got a bit of explaining to do when you're playing a game like that. Isn't that the role of educators and parents? Uh, it is. It is. Yeah. And I think that there's, you know, there's, there's a time and place for all of it. And, you know, but it varies so much from, you know, words that are offensive in one country to another country as well. You know, I've lived in the US and I've visited South Africa and, you know, the words can be different. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and I think if you get the letters in a Scrabble game, you just got to make the most of it. You make the word, don't you? It, and if it's in the dictionary... Yes, it's, it's but how long be before the dictionary? How long before mm, Oxford and, yeah. and, and our dictionary start to say, 
well, we feel the same way. And uh, who are these people? I mean, who are these yeah. faceless people that are making these decisions yeah. on what we know as a word? And and hasn't this been happening for years? I mean, you know, my mother was born in 1930 and, and until the day she died, could not get her head around how the word gay had changed mm. because she was brought up that that was fun and happy yeah. and had no idea that the context had changed over those, over the, or just couldn't understand why the context mm. had changed and then that people were getting upset at her for using the word. Yeah. Uh, out of out of the context that we now know it, uh, but surely that doesn't mean that those people are less valid in in their argument about the, the word we used it in a certain way. I yeah. uh, and and we're just seeing this happening, I think, far too often. So I think it's a real shame. Someone who uses language all the time uh, and reads a lot, I think it'd be terrible if we started putting great big uh, black marks through Ooh. Tolstoy and and through you know uh, Keats mm-hmm. and all these things because now we find it offensive what was happening back then. I mm-hmm. uh, and yet there's one book that doesn't seem to be touched, uh, no matter what. So uh, anyway, you can make up your own mind on that one, but it uh, it remains fairly unedited. Uh, anyway, it's 19 past eight. Uh, that is the cafe. A big thank you to our guests this morning uh, and uh, Councillor Nancy Summerfield. Thank you very much. Uh, Russell Street looking fantastic there. Uh, it is. It's getting close. It's getting close. Looking forward to seeing that. Uh, and uh, and uh, also, uh, Kirsten Tidings, thank you for your time this morning. You're welcome. Wonderful. Uh, it's 19 past eight. You're with Lee Faulkner, the Darling Downs. 864 Triple M. Give us a call, 13353. Uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, Scrabble, are they being progressive or are they making the, just a mockery of the English language? You can let us know.